this is quite embarrassing. I tend to cry when having sex. My partner gets so upset because he thinks he's hurting me, but he's not. Why does this happen? What can I do? This was a message I received, and I want to thank you for your vulnerable question and validate that it's it's common and normal to cry. And in fact, all sorts of emotions during and after sex are normal and common, regardless of what gender you are. In fact, men and penis-armed folks ought to allow themselves to express their emotions more in bed, definitely. And I get to that in a in a later stage of this episode. So a word of warning, though, in this episode, because it might be challenging to some, I'm going to speak quite frankly about uh, what what might be behind that. And there are different options. And obviously, you don't have to take my word as gospel as never anybody else's either. So feel into your own body and see um, in that way what feels true to you. But in any case, I would invite you to create a sense of safety and self-compassion whilst you listen to this. You can do this by connecting with your exhale, concentrating on breathing out. The inhale will always take care of itself. By connecting to breathing out, you'll help your parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest part to kick in. And please know that I'm here to help you. So don't hesitate to send me an email or voice message and uh, and I'll reply and support you. And you can even consider private coaching with me. My name is Anne Blunt, your tantric sex and relationship coach and the host of this open and honest explicit podcast called Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. As per the request of the listener in the States, I mentioned in the last episode, I'll be also sharing a little meditation at the end of this episode. It will be a taster for my two-week pleasure quest that I'll be launching at the end of the summer. This private podcast will consist of daily audios, meditations, if you like, about pleasure, and also a bonus episode about how to use your sexual energy for manifesting what you desire. This was inspired by Napoleon Hill's uh, book, Think and Grow Rich, the chapter 11, the famous chapter 11, Sex Transmutation. In this bonus episode, I will actually teach you exactly how to use your sexual energy in making your dreams into reality, i.e. transmuting your sex into whatever you like. The waiting list for Pleasure Quest is open and you can find the link in the show notes. But first, some housekeeping. Uh, first of all, a warm welcome to new listeners in Lebanon. <laughs> it always blows my mind when I see a new country pop up. So amazing how much global interest there is in Tantra and you know, this episode too. I also know that some of you listen to this podcast on Stitcher platform. Unfortunately, I've been told that on 29th of August, you will not be able to access this show or any other show on the app. Their sister platform, Pandora, 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 will host shows in the future. But you can also obviously change into Apple Podcasts or Spotify. My personal favorite is Deezer. Um, but anyway... If you need any help with the transfer, stitcher.com has a handy Q&A section. So I don't know if you've noticed that my podcast cover art has changed. At the beginning of summer, the downloads went down 
people clearly were enjoying the summer or I just got really boring. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, I did a podcast audit with someone and I wanted to understand what I could do to continue sharing this ancient wisdom of Tantra on my point of view to wider audiences. I had really excellent tips that I'm trying out now. And one of them was that as a blonde, white woman, I should take my own image off the podcast cover so that more people could identify with the show. I'm no way attached to my own reflection, my own images for sure. So I was quite happy to take my picture out and just put the uh, logo, which is a kind of a cool, I really like that. It's like a heart, but it's also a kind of uh, symbol of two people, lovers in Yabyam, the kind of ancient tantric posture or where, where they're kind of facing each other. So anyway, I'd love to hear what you think about the new cover art. And if you'd like more people to find this podcast, please share it with someone. And also you can support me um, for free by writing a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you're listening to this, except Stitcher, of course. Um, that's a free way to support the show and help algorithms to notice this show and spread it further, further afield. And this definitely, uh, one week I remember, I think it was in April, I got like two or three in the same week that people reviewed and, and put them on Apple Podcast. And all of a sudden I got really <laughs> a massive download. There was like thousand people who downloaded that week's episode. It was amazing. So I would love to get back to that again, because in that way, the message about a new way, which is actually an ancient way, but um, I can also see resemblance with the neuroscience, the modern neuroscience supporting that, how Tantra can actually help to understand sex better in a more modern dash ancient way. So anyway, when the topic area as uh, mine, as sensitive as mine, i.e. sex, it's always a big struggle to get over the gatekeepers called bots on social media. So any help I can get through the reviews would be greatly appreciated. I'd also like to uh, give a shout out to Gary from Grow Radio UK for inviting me to showcase my podcast on his radio. Every Friday night at 9pm British summertime, this show airs on growradiouk.com. And at the moment, we are at episode two, which is called Tantra, Journey to My Body, which I did with Francesca and Amanda, if you want to catch up uh, on the radio show. The weekly episodes will always be uh, repeated, I understand, on the following Wednesday at 9pm again, BST. But yeah, so back to the current time. <laughs> In the last episode, I had a guest, Lisa Tasha from Australia. We talked about the midlife woman and how emotions take even a bigger center stage in female life when that perimenopause hits. Do tune uh, back to it if you haven't listened yet. It was so inspiring. She's such a good laugh. Um, so much compassion, so much joy. And she really epitomizes the succulent, juicy, delicious midlife woman herself. But it also contains quite handy information about sex. So going back to the listener who contacted me this time, um, no, actually, there was another person who contacted me and Lisa when, uh, w 
when I was discussing another case with Lisa, another person, another listener, it was a woman who'd uh, lost her sex drive. So we really looked at different ways how to how to bring that mojo back and what to do when your hormones and body kind of doesn't anymore respond the same way as you've been used to. So it's a really quite nice, nice episode. But uh, there was also this other lady who contacted me this time about not losing her mojo, but actually having an issue about crying during sex. This is actually very common and very normal reaction, and it can have several reasons. But first of all, I'd love to celebrate you that you can cry. It's not that easy to cry. I mean, I remember as a teenager, I was wondering at one point that why the hell I cry only once a month? <laughs> Before I realized that it was totally hormonal, I knew my periods actually would start on the following day I cried. But generally, I was really, really afraid of crying. I understand that now and I understand why, but that's another whole other story. I won't go into that now. But I thought if I started crying, I would never stop. The floodgates would just open and I'd be drowning the whole wild world in my tears. And I had to allow myself to cry and be vulnerable. I really needed to teach myself to cry. And now, yep, I can cry. (laughs) And it's so liberating and so relaxing. I don't even need a reason. And if I feel like crying, I have a good old cry. I'd like to normalize that. Emotions are normal. In Tantra, we actually consider emotions as very normal part of humanity, just like our bodies and our thoughts are. Emotions are not good nor bad. Emotions just are. They are considered energy and can actually be transmuted into energy or anything you want. But there is a thing about uh, emotions that I'd like to get into this, and this might be a bit long, long episode, actually. Uh, first of all, I love the English language. It has different words for emotions and feelings because they're not the same thing and often get used as synonyms very mistakenly. In Finnish language, we only have one word for both, tunteet, which is very confusing, actually. Traditionally, we are like the Brits. Finnish are like Brits in that sense that no emotions are shown. And we might even (laughs) have a tighter upper lip than our fellow Brits. Emotions were traditionally considered in Finland as a luxury. We needed to survive after the Second World War um, payments. You know, we lost the war and obviously we have the elements to fight against and to just go into that survival mode. There was no time to allow emotions to take place. And we needed to pull ourselves together for the common good and for the bigger cause, rebuilding the country and uh, and making the family flourish in the agrarian culture. So we needed to to achieve so much. And that kind of attitude, that kind of Lutheran work ethic still is very prevalent in Finland. And to be able to function in that kind of high achiever culture we need to build massive walls to protect ourselves. And 
Yeah, it's also believed that emotions are a show of weakness. And nothing could be more the opposite. What happens in this world that is based on rationality, intelligence and reason? We learn to suppress our emotions behind those massive walls and tighten our upper lip even more. But the irony of it all is that they will grow and grow. The emotions will take so much energy to suppress. And that's exhausting, therefore making us weaker and weaker. People can burn out from not expressing their emotions. And eventually the walls will inevitably burst. Or like a pressure cooker, they will come out when you least expect. Usually when you do not want them to come out, beat, tears or bursts of uncontrolled anger. They become, in effect, your demons or your monsters. So I mentioned earlier that feelings and emotions are different. They're not synonyms. So what are feelings then? Well, let me explain. There are two different kinds of feelings. The first type is the one that can be confusing because it has emotional components to it, such as irritation, sadness, frustration, anger, and so on. The second type is what you feel in your body, the sensations in your body, such as energy movement, feelings of contraction, expansion, fluffiness, even numbness, or smoothness, or heat, or coolness. Feelings of all boundaries disappearing, and feeling of being one with everything, for instance, during an orgasm. So feelings tend to bring you uh, to the present moment, I'd say, what is happening now in your body and what you're experiencing right now. There is some kind of a consciousness to it. If you um, have read My Pleasure is Your Birth, right, ebook, you know my seven holistic tools and they are all about practicing this. So please go and download it if you haven't yet. Um, the link is in the show notes. So consciousness is very much part of feelings, whereas emotions tend to be in the past, something that happened but didn't get integrated or you weren't conscious about it. Remember all that suppression? Emotions are repressed and once they bubble up, they can be really destructive and and even unkind. The words and actions just come out and there is usually a lot of drama and a lot of blame and criticism. The words used in emotional drama start usually with you, you always, or you never. It's your fault. There is a sense of being separate and disconnected from everything. And emotions tends to have so much pain. Feelings, on the other hand, are expressed freely with a certain kind of innocence, if you like, and definitely vulnerability and bring people usually together, if the other person is conscious enough, through presence and also being authentic and taking responsibility for one's feelings at the moment. And the sentences tend to start with I, I need, or I feel. So feelings heal and they bring about connection. They are heartfelt and they are, they're true. Emotions come 
if you like, this is obviously quite, um, uh, how do you say, like uh, underlying or kind of um, simplistic, but emotions come from the ego and they can even harden the ego more by building those defenses and walls because of the suppression, because of not allowing yourself to, to feel them in, in, in that particular moment. So you kind of push them aside and, and you can start feeling unrespect, disrespected and unloved and being unlovable and all that. So in the end of this episode, I'd like to guide you through a meditation that will kind of bring awareness through your body and have kind of safety in that without fueling everything into kind of drama and uh, emotions coming becoming your dem- demons and monsters. I won't go into too deep in that because this is just a podcast and you won't have the support you would need to actually go into that kind of expression of emotional um, suppressed emotions. So that's something I do in private practice and in, in a kind of a coaching container and uh, program courses container. But anyway, unexpressed feelings can become those destructive emotions. When you express them, when you, when you're actually feeling these emotions, they can, they can really bring you energy. They liberate you because you don't need to, to use so much energy to suppress them. So how topsy turvy our societies actually are having taught us that emotions are weakness. But luckily, we can change that. First in our own bodies, and by doing that, we allow others to do the same. We're kind of modeling how emotions can be expressed and how they have kind of an end, and then there's something something more beautiful coming from beneath, like joy, laughter, like um yeah, like like more pleasure, more joie de vivre, more energy. So you're kind of paving the way uh, by modeling how emotions can be expressed in a, in a uh, conscious way. And our societies will eventually change too. But what about emotions and sex? When I told Francisca, whom I introduced you uh, to in episode two, which was called Tantra, Journey to My Body, I told Francisca that I will be doing this episode about emotions and sex and she messaged me immediately. Yes, I'm the queen of tears and laughter because when I have an intense orgasm, mostly coming from my cervix, cervical orgasm, I have so many emotions coming up. They can be laughter first and then turning into sadness coming from deep, 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 deep down. I love you, Francesca, for saying that, my dear, and expressing it so beautifully. So much self-awareness and understanding. You're really allowing yourself to express whatever is present in that moment of orgasm, which is a very vulnerable place to be. Those years of suppressed feelings are coming up now that you have a partner, partners that can offer that safe space and hold you in that. And I celebrate that. And the same goes for you who contacted me, my dear listener. When you start a self-pleasure practice or a partnered lovemaking session, you come to it with all the emotional baggage you've accumulated in your life. 
of all those unexpressed feelings. The good feeling hormones kick in and allow you to access the depths of your feelings or those unexpressed emotions. They can change and transmute like Francisca's case. And they, the, the key to this is to allow it all to take its course knowing that it's all okay, knowing that you won't flood <laughs> the world with your tears, knowing that you will feel so much better, so much lighter afterwards. The heavy suppression is no longer needed and you will have turned the pain into energy and healing and love and consciousness. This actually goes for men as well. You shouldn't really feel embarrassed or upset if you feel the need to cry. The more honest and vulnerable you allow yourself to be and to express your feelings, the more it will transform your whole life, including sex. Your penis, in fact, will become more sensitive and more conscious and your partner will notice that too if they are sensitive. You will not have the need to do sex, but you will be sex. You'll be present. And that's the sexiest thing on earth. A man being fully present in his authenticity, expressing his feelings, not suppressing anything, not being in his head or performing. Ah, so please, please allow yourself to feel again. It will help your genitals to relax release tension and toxicity, and to become so, so magnetizing. So let's, <laughs> before I carry myself away too much, let's go back to the crying and sadness that especially women tend to have when making love and even when self-pleasuring. I've cried many times when I've self-pleasured. This is something that can trigger some of you. So I really invite you to use your breaths, concentrating on that exhale to self-regulate or any other holistic tools I've taught you on this podcast or any process that works for you. But in the example of the woman who contacted me, she, she, she did share that her partner gets upset when she cries because he thinks he's hurting her. And this is obviously a big trigger because men have generally hurt women a lot. And he clearly is a conscious enough not to want to do that. And he feels upset about that, which is very understandable. Yet she says that he's not hurting her. Lots of women do actually have pain in, in intercourse, during intercourse, but he's not hurting her. But not knowing if this woman in question has been sexually hurt before, I'm a little bit dark in here. So these are kind of different options. But as I've discussed before, the statistics actually are quite bleak. They show that women do get hurt sexually a lot, even if we're not talking about abuse or rape. The model from porn, unfortunately, shows penetration that happens too soon, too often, too hard and too deep. It is damaging physically as well as emotionally and spiritually. But if we talk about the physical side of things, the very sensitive membranes of the clitoris, perineum, vulva, vaginal canal, can get torn if there isn't enough engorgement of the erogenous network of the pussy 
and not enough natural lubrication or lube. There can be bleeding, recurring cystitis, pain during intercourse, which is actually statistically horrendous in America. 76% of women say that they've had pain during intercourse, one in 10 in the UK. So those were just a kind of a quick stats that I looked just before this episode. There can be tightening and shortening of the vaginal canal because it's trying to protect. And if you remember from the um, female arousal, I think it was uh, episode five episode, the the whole uh, cervix moves through um, the arousal period and the turn on the whole spongy erogenous zone gets engorged and enlarged it's its whole network so tightening and shortening of the vaginal canal and uh, and cervix that is really the most sacred place of female anatomy can can get really damaged by hard bounding and too much too soon uh, too deep penetration so what we really need to remember is that both female and male genitals come in different sizes and some vaginas are very short by birth and can hardly take any size of penis in without getting damaged. So there is a lot, lot to uncover here. But even if your lover, um, even if you as a lover haven't been causing pain deliberately or indeliberately because of this model of, um, of of what porn gives you your your partner most probably has been entered like that before now that there is safety and love like in Francesca's case and, and most likely in the lady's case who contacted me plus there are all these feel-good hormones such as oxytocin and dopamine that gets uh get released when when we have pleasure and orgasm, those suppressed feelings emerge as emotions because the, the body has memory. Something you might have said or done as a man can trigger those cellular memories and the original feelings come up but have nothing to do with you. Or there is so much safety love and consciousness that you've created that will allow the expression of, of, of this suppressed emotions to come up. If you can hold the space with no judgment or no criticism and not getting upset at that point and allow those emotions to take their course in her body, you will allow those old wounds to heal. It's very natural that women have more emotions too when it comes to sex because of the, the past. The release can happen during and after sex, like crying, but also anger and laughter, but also at any point in your relationship. Women's bodies over millennia have gone through so much, creating and delivering new lives, but also a lot of abuse due to women's physical vulnerability. Some bodies can actually carry ancestral memory too. So please, please, please be patient and breathe and just hold space be present, soothe and hold her, encourage her to feel, encourage her with love. Don't take it to mean that it's about you. Whew. Let me take a few breaths here. 
Oh, wow. Gosh. And finally, oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Okay. And finally, another reason for emotions and sex. As discussed in episode five about female arousal, it takes a longer time, a much, much longer time to get aroused and turned on than in male bodies. The current model for sex is not very helpful for female bodies because it's much more based on the fast sexual excitement, hotness, that really exciting heat and tension that doesn't allow pussy on bodies to become receptive and relax, taking their time to be in the experience, to really create the magic of that engorgement, you know, in that awesome wetness and and the magical experience of just being so ready for your cock or the dildo or whatever, strap on. But they are really pushed for this peak experience too quickly. And this can actually leave women feeling really dissatisfied emotionally and also very emotional. There is that nagging, that criticism, that this dissatisfaction and drama coming into your relationship just because of the wrong model for sex. When there is no satisfaction at that deep, deep level, This alone can cause unconscious emotional outbursts in relationships. Even on the relationship and lovership levels, it's important to learn your holistic sex tools and take your time to have more conscious sex, making it cool, not hot, and not bursting with your excitement and your tension, and making it even meditative. Meditative, meditative, <laughs> can't pronounce that word. Seems that I'm still a little bit in that um, oof, emotion that I just kind of released there by explaining what's happening in the female body over millennia. But anyway, it requires a lot of courage for sure if you're not used to vulnerability and feeling your feelings. But in the long run, it's so much more rewarding so much more satisfying and so much more sustainable, both sexually, but also lovingly in your relationship or lovership. (laughs) Conscious sex reduces a woman's emotionalism for sure and disconnections between love and sex. It also, conscious sex for men, allows them to feel more and become vulnerable and more connected to your penis and to your partner. The polar opposite energies, the yin of the man's heart and the woman's pussy and the yang of woman's heart and the man's cock become more sensitive, more alive, more exquisite and more magnetizing to each other. Tantra is a true journey from your mind to your body from thinking and being emotional in drama to feeling here and now. Tantra is presence. So 
As promised, I will now guide you through a meditation that I do hope will be helpful for any gender. I've designed it to be uplifting and it should not trigger you in any kind of way. But um, yeah, just remember to connect to your breath if that happens and feeling, feeling into safety and love. I would not recommend deep processes on your own without professional help. So please consult your doctor in any way if you feel you have any, any uncertainty about this process. I'm not medically qualified, so I can't really take responsibility for that. So if you go ahead with this, you do that with conscious mind. And uh, yeah, that's a kind of a little caveat there. Um, but anyway, if you have any questions, I'm happy to answer. Or if you need any coaching support, you can always ask ask for um, any advice or you can also book a private coaching session if you want. Also remember that the waiting list for my two-week private podcast called Pleasure Quest is now open. You can join that and it will be live by autumn. You will get more meditations about pleasure and sex and it's going to be properly held container. So my name is Anne Bland, your tantric sex and relationship coach and the host of this open and honest, explicit podcast called Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. Sex, Love and Consciousness Meditation I invite you to find a private space where you feel safe and relaxed and to sit in a chair or on the floor on a cushion. You can also lie down, but there is always a risk of falling asleep, at least for me. So I'd recommend sitting up with a relaxed but a straight posture, with your chin slightly lowered and your hands relaxed in your lap. You can now close your eyes or soften your gaze and take a deep breath through your nose and exhale through your mouth. Take another deep breath and allow any tension to dissipate from your body and you can even sound on the exhale. Another deep breath in, knowing that you're okay. You're safe and you're perfect as you are. Whatever you have gone through in your life, whatever has happened to you, it doesn't identify you. And after your exhale, you can now breathe normally and maybe concentrating on that exhale a bit more. Remember, your inhale will always take care of herself. I now invite you to feel into your sexuality and your sex. Where does your pleasure live? Perhaps it lives in your body, in the genital area, or in your lower belly area. 
Just feel into that. Where is your pleasure? Take your focus there. If you have a pussy, you can maybe feel into your cervix at the end of your vagina. Does it live there? If you have a penis, you can focus on your perineum. It's that area between your anus and the root of your cock. Focus wherever you find your pleasure. Center to be. And feel the tingliness in there. The juiciness and aliveness. And keep breathing softly. And gently. You are so delicious. You are so alive. Keep feeling all the feels in that area. Just allow them to come and go. Just noticing them. All the sensations and feelings in your pleasure area. Your pleasure, your sexual energy is the source of your creativity and it gives you so much energy and helps you feel so, so alive. So much goodness in your pleasure. Keep breathing. Keep breathing softly and gently. You are safe in your pleasure. You are so loved in your pleasure. You have so much consciousness in your pleasure. Now I invite you to focus on your heart area or wherever your love lives. Is it in your chest area? Keep breathing softly and gently into your heart and your chest or wherever your love lives. If you are a female, focus on your nipples. They are so sensitive, so, so sensitive. And they are a portal to your deep pleasure and to your love. If you're a male, focus on your heart becoming softer, one gentle breath at a time. You are safe in your love. You are so loved in your love. Your love has so much pleasure in it. Your love has so much consciousness in it. Keep Breathing softly and gently into your love area. Feel all the feelings. Notice them and let them pass. I now invite you to focus on your consciousness. Where does that live? Often it can be felt in your third eye between your eyebrows, maybe around your head, in your temples. 
Wherever you feel your consciousness living, keep breathing there softly and gently and focus in that area. Know that at the core, you are whole. You are so beautiful and magnificent. You are perfect just as you are. This part of you that knows this is your consciousness. And it is always intact. It can never, never be broken. So nor can you. You are safe in your consciousness. You are so loved in your consciousness. And your consciousness has so much pleasure and love in it. You are whole. I now invite you to connect all three together. Your sex and pleasure with your love and consciousness. You can do this by breathing ever so softly and gently and taking your focus first to your pleasure area, then to your love area and finally to your consciousness area. Just keep breathing normally, very softly and gently. And then taking your focus from your consciousness area into your heart area, to your love. And then down to your genital area, into your sex and pleasure. Keep breathing gently and softly. And do this again by taking your focus from your genital area, from your sex and pleasure into your heart and your love and then up to your consciousness to your third eye and keep breathing softly and gently. Then taking your focus from your third eye to your heart, to your love, to your pleasure, to your genital area, to your sex. And now just Relax your focus and relax your breath. This is all so good. You are whole. You are loved. You are a conscious being. And you are such a pleasurable creature. Pleasure is your birthright. Pleasure, love and consciousness are now connected. You are connected. You are whole. To finish this meditation, I now invite you to visualize a snug golden bubble around you, just like the egg white, to fit you snugly. But instead of white, it's golden. Gold is impenetrable and cannot be cracked. Make sure this golden egg surrounds you completely from the top of your head, around you really like a nice fitting glove, all around you at the back and the front and below your feet. There's not a crack in that gold. Inside this golden egg, you are safe. 
and you're so loved. You're such a pure consciousness, pleasure creature with so much love. It's your golden protection and you decide who can get in. You can allow this energy to be coming out and be transmuted into anything you want with anybody you want, with their consent. And know you are whole and well and so loved in your pleasure and your consciousness. Very, very slowly, I now invite you to start coming back to the room by moving your fingers really, really slowly, moving your toes slightly. And when you feel ready, you can open your eyes, taking the room in, focusing on the furniture, maybe looking outside, hearing the birds or whatever noises you can hear, feeling the chair or the floor underneath you. You can touch yourself, your body and really ground yourself. You are here and now and everything is good and well. To integrate this process, I'd invite you to think of one thing that was memorable to you on this meditation that felt good or insightful. What was your favorite moment in this? Also, what is one thing that you celebrate about you and one thing that you are grateful for? You can write these three things down if you like. Your memorable favorite moment. What do you celebrate about you? And one thing that you're grateful for. I thank you for taking this time to invest in your pleasure, happiness and peace. And I celebrate you for putting yourself first. Remember Pleasure is that oxygen mask you need to put on yourself first before helping others. Enjoy. <laughs>